these are the things we mean by saying peace. I hope and trust that you sense that here, that you get some of that here. Earlier this week, I was away for a couple of days and nights at my study group, which right now is eight of us, all parish ministers, who meet twice a year to get away and be together. And we spend our time discussing books and articles on a particular topic that we agreed about the previous meeting. We have worship each day. We eat all of our meals together. We take walks and we write and near the end we share our reflection papers. It won't surprise you probably to hear that we talk a lot about our lives and about our ministries, the joys and the frustrations, and it's so good. We all need people to talk with, right? Even us introverts. On the first day, when we were checking in, one of us shared about her challenges these days, and it was a lot. It was a lot. And in the middle of this, she stopped herself, and she rolled her eyes, and she laughed, and she threw up her hands, and she said, and it's Advent, which became a refrain for our gathering, shorthand for it's this season when we're supposed to be moving slowly and breathing deeply and opening ourselves up to the mystery and not worrying so much. And we need to be reminded of this, right? So today I want to ask you the question from Jan Richardson, which I put at the top of our order of service. How will we move through these days in a way that allows us to receive the gift that comes looking for us, that only asks that we open our hands, our eyes, our heart to the love that knows our name. So when you find yourself getting wound up or feeling tired or overwhelmed, and you're not alone, you know this, right? It happens to all of us. Maybe some of us are better at hiding it than others. I don't know, but it happens to everybody. But I have a suggestion when this happens to you, especially in this season, you could roll your eyes and shrug your shoulders and smile and say, and it's Advent. Say this to your coworkers and see how they respond. <laughs> this season, invites us to be in the darkness, to be waiting and watching, and even singing, especially singing. This season which asks us to look beyond what's on the surface, our own struggles and the troubles of the world as difficult as they are these days. And remember, that this is not the whole story. There's always more. There is still human goodness 
And it is still a beautiful world. Sometimes that in itself just has to be my mantra. It's still a beautiful world full of wonder and mystery beyond our understanding. There is still grace, that inexplicable goodness and peace that seems to come often when you least expect it. This is my simple message and my hope for you today and in this season, that you will be aware of and attuned to this goodness and this grace, especially when times are hard, that you won't forget to look for this beauty and this mystery, which is all around us. This is the message of Advent, that there is more going on than might appear, that in the shadows there are blessings, that it is in the dark that we are better able to apprehend the light. I was talking with someone a couple of days ago who was struggling, and she said, I wished I believed in God, I would at least have something to pray to. There was a silence between us, and I was trying to think of something helpful to say. And then she laughed, and she said, well, I guess I could try praying to that God I don't believe in. (laughs) And I thought that was a great idea. Not that I'm trying to change her theology, but we talked about how sharing your troubles does help and how it's good to have a practice or practices, something embodied that takes you into your body and closer to the realm of mystery, where there aren't clear answers, but where you can have a sense of belonging, of healing, of wholeness. Do you know what I'm talking about? I love that in this tradition, we don't think there's only one way. We don't all have the same theologies or practices. And at our best, we are enriched by our differences. And I do hope you have something to lean on and commune with that grounds you and helps you, especially when things are hard. It could be the human spirit that we're all part of. It could be the collective heart of this blue-green earth, our island home. It could be the wisdom of the ancestors. It could be the love which will not let us go, which is how I imagine that troublesome word, God troublesome for some of us anyway. I hope and trust this is a community that holds you and helps you on the way that is your spiritual journey. Sherry Mitchell is an indigenous attorney, activist, and author from the Penobscot Nation up in Maine. She wrote a book called Sacred Instructions, 
indigenous wisdom for living spirit-based change. She says, if we are going to move into a better future and begin to set things right, we need to reach for deeper and more life-giving origin stories than the stories we've been living with for the last few thousand years. Stories of patriarchy and colonialism and capitalism. She asks, how do we make this kind of realignment? And her answer sounds like Advent to me. She says, we do it by learning to be quiet. We do it by walking away from all the technology. We do it by walking away from our fear of missing out, our fear of being irrelevant. We do it by reconnecting with the flow of information and truth that has been flowing right beneath our feet since the beginning of time, since the beginning of life. Certainly on this planet, there is a continuum that has been steady. Sherry Mitchell says there's a power in getting outdoors and off of the pavement and standing on the ground and letting the energy of the earth flow up into you. You have to get your feet on the ground, she says. You have to put away your cell phones, away from all the distortions of all the technology that's zipping through your body every single day and cleanse yourself. Allow your brain to reorganize and connect to the source of life. I once heard Advent described as singing in the dark. And I wonder if you can picture this. I think of Christmas Eve. I think of Vespers. I think of driving down the road, listening to those churchy things on YouTube as I was this morning on the way to church. But... I imagine also being out underneath the sky, you listening for the song that is within you, the music of the spheres maybe resonating in your own body, listening for the song that is within waiting and wanting to be heard, waiting and wanting to be sung as only you can sing it. Entering into the mystery, into this wonder of being alive and in relationship with all that is. These companions, our earth, our spirit guides, our own hints and guesses, who only ask us to slow down and be open and trust that there is good and blessing all around, just waiting. This is what Advent asks of us, to be receptive to this love and this wisdom and this goodness and this mystery. And it prepares us for what Christmas will ask of us when it comes, which is to be like children again, willing to suspend our disbelief, to be open to mystery and wonder, 
And so I wonder, can you do that? Are you willing to try? It's Advent. It's almost Christmas. There's a Christmas story called The Polar Express. It came out a few years before our children were born, and we would read it at some regularity this time of year. It's about a boy who one night discovers that a train has stopped through his neighborhood where there are no train tracks. And he steps aboard that train, which has magically appeared, and it's a train that is going to take him and all the other children on board, all in their pajamas and bathrobes, up to the North Pole, the home of Santa Claus. And once they've arrived, this boy gets chosen by Santa to receive any gift he wants. He can have anything he wants in the whole world. And what he asks for is so simple and small it's a little silver bell from the harnesses on Santa's sleigh, the ones that make sound when the reindeer are doing their reindeer thing. And when he tells Santa this is what he wants, Santa smiles and he cuts the bell free and before handing it to the boy, he holds it up and announces to everyone the first gift of Christmas. But it doesn't stay at that highlight moment. On the way home, one of the children asks the boy if they can see the bell, and he reaches in his bathrobe pocket, and it's not there. He discovers there's a hole in there. And so, of course, he's heartbroken. He's lost the silver bell. He goes home, gets dropped off, goes to sleep. But on Christmas morning, sitting around the tree with his sister, Sarah, opening the presents with their parents, at the end of all that, Sarah discovers behind the tree there's a little box wrapped up with a bow on it and his name on it. And when he opens the box, there's the bell with a note. Found this on the seat of my sleigh. Fix that hole in your pocket. Signed, Mr. C. The boy says, I shook the bell. It made the most beautiful sound my sister and I had ever heard. But my mother said, oh, that's too bad. Yes, my father said, it's broken. When I'd shaken the bell, my parents had not heard a sound. The book concludes, at one time, most of my friends could hear the bell. But as years passed, it fell silent for all of them. Even Sarah found one Christmas that she could no longer hear its sweet sound. Though I've grown old, the bell still rings for me as it does for all who truly believe. How do we stay open in this season of busyness and unrealistic expectations to the mystery that is moving right here in our lives, right here in our midst? 
How do we find and feel that elusive spirit of Christmas? We do it by slowing down, by turning away from things that aren't life-giving, by opening our hearts and our hands to those in need, and by showing ourselves the same compassion that we offer to others, by putting ourselves in touch with the healing energy of this good earth, by resting and abiding in that love that will not let us go. Dear spiritual companions, let us be people who go slow and look up and bow to the mystery all around so that we will hear that voice quietly calling, that bell sweetly ringing. And let this be our prayer for ourselves and for our world that in the darkness there be a blessing, that in the shadows there be a welcome, that in the night you be encompassed by the love that knows your name. Amen.